Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Good to be in the house of the Lord. I wish my wife was here, but she also went to she also went to California with the family, and I had to be stuck with my two little boys. But that's okay. <laughs> we had a good time. Anybody else? Okay, any parents in this house know what it's like to clean up during nap time, and then when they wake up, you go to look at the area that you just cleaned. And it's completely destroyed by your one-year-old. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? All right, can I get a hallelujah? Oh, man. The struggle is real. <laughs> but I love my kids. I'm glad I got to spend some time with them. Amen. Amen. We're going to get right into the word of the Lord. We're going to have a good time in church today. Amen. If you'll turn with me to Psalms 46. Psalms 46. I want to let you know that if you missed morning manna, that you really missed a good teaching by Brother Michael. Amen. Amen. He really taught good. He said he was nervous, but I'll tell you what. You, the only reason sometimes why you're so nervous is probably you're going to step on somebody's toes, and you don't want to do that. But hey, sometimes you need it. Amen. Amen. Can I get some help up in here? Amen. There we go. There we go. Psalms 46 and verse 1, starting in verse 1, says... God is our refuge and strength, a very present help, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river that streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall keep her, and that right early, that he that raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. And what's interesting about that particular verse is it's repeated again in verse 11 of Psalms 46. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. I wonder if you could put your Bibles down and if you could lift up your hands. And for the next few moments, I'm going to preach that God is our refuge and our strength. Come on, lift up your hands right now and just begin to pray. God is our refuge and our strength. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We praise you, God, and we thank you. 
what you've already been doing in this house. Lord, I truly believe that you're going to manifest yourself mighty in this place. I believe, God, that if somebody here would just grab a hold of the words that I'm about to say, God, that chains would be broken, bondages would be broken, somebody would be set free in the spirit to move around this town and realize just how powerful they are. I believe, God, that you're going to do a mighty work in Jesus' name. Somebody shout yes. Somebody shout amen. Somebody go ahead and clap your hands as you're seated in Jesus' name. Now, you know me. I'm one of these guys that you better preach with because I'm just going to get on you if you don't. But I came into this house to preach the word of the Lord. I want to begin to say this today that I couldn't tell you where people go or could go if they did not have the Lord. I really don't know what people do without the Holy Ghost. Ever since I've got the Holy Ghost, I truly realized that I had no place to go or I really didn't know what to do. And with this world the way that it is today, I'm here to tell you that I really can't imagine what it would be like to be astonished and amazed at all the chaos around us, to have no hope to look to. I really cannot wrap my mind around what it would be like to live without the family of God, without the power of God. I'm just going to be honest with you today. I can't go very long without the services like we have, the preaching like we have, the power like we have in this place. You're not hearing me. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. I know pastor has been feeling it too, uh, but I've been so glad uh, that we've gone back to Tuesday night prayer meetings again uh, because I can't go very long uh, without having a Tuesday night prayer meeting. Uh, I can't go very long uh, without gathering together uh, with my family uh, and lifting up my voice uh, and shouting unto God uh, with a voice. Uh, I don't know where you go, but I can't go very long without what I feel in this place. I can't go very long without a shout for joy. A person. Oh. I got a question for you, GVPC. Where would we go if we did not have the Lord? Not everybody can say the Lord is my refuge. <laughs> because they, truly to be honest with you, they've created their own refuge. And in all honesty, it won't be very long till their refuge will come crumbling to the ground. It's already being tried and tested by the storms of life. This isn't my thought, nor this is, isn't my idea, but it was Jesus who spoke of this. We all know the story because it's a famous child song. Jesus said that there would be two men that would build their houses and one would be wise and one would be foolish. 
He said that the foolish man would build his house upon the sand. And Jesus said that whenever the floods came, whenever the earth was shaken, that the man who built his house upon the sand, that it came crumbling down to the ground. But there was a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And when the storms of life came, they stood on a sure foundation. I'm here to tell you that I know what it's like to have my God be my rock. I know what it's like to build my life upon a sure foundation. I know what it's like to know what it's like to stand upon a rock that I can trust. I wonder if there's somebody in this house that's not shaken by the world, not shaken by... Help me, Jesus. Help me. I'm here to tell you that there's no rock like our rock. There's no God like our God. There's no... Oh, I wish I had about ten of you that would just say yes and amen. I have a rock that I can stand on. I've got a... Jesus. Come on, somebody just lift up their hands and begin to worship the Lord right now. Come on, I know what you're feeling. I know that you know what I'm talking about. When you didn't have a rock like our rock to stand on, when you didn't have Jesus, you were going through life's troubles and you felt like you couldn't stand. Oh, but when you got the Holy Ghost, you got a rock that can stand the age. no rock like our rock. Their hope is not like our hope. But we've got a blessed rock that we can establish our feet upon. This is not something there. There is something special about who can completely say that without a shadow of a doubt that my God is my refuge and my strength. I've been with Jesus long enough to know that he's mine and I'm his. <laughs> There's nothing like being linked up with God while everybody else is so worried about their refuge falling apart. I'm telling you what, our God will never fall apart. Our doctrine will never fail. Our God is a rock that you can stand on and know that he will not fail. This is why current doctrines in the modern churches are falling apart and they are having their own problems. This happens when you make God some weak, need no power God uh, that just wants you to be happy all the time. Amen? When your doctrine is built around the fact that God is just a tender-hearted, loving little thing uh, that has no judgment uh, in his life, uh, no power or no authority. He's just, he, 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 I've seen it where bumper stickers uh, and shirts were saying, uh, hey, Jesus is my homeboy. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah. I've seen it. Jesus is my homie. <laughs> <laughs> They have tried 
to take the power of the Almighty and bring it down to the power of, a, of the authority of a man. But hear me, men that have been the wisest, men that have been the strongest, men that have been the wealthiest, they come to the end of their resources when the money runs out and everything is failing them. I need to remind you that God still owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I feel like telling somebody today that he's not the creator, but he is the creator. And all power and all authority is given to him in heaven and in earth. It belongs to him. I must be preaching to some charismatic Baptist church today. I just declare to you that the power and all authority is given to Jesus. So why are you so worried about your current situation? Why are you so worried? You've got a God. That's I can't get no help up in here. Jesus in your name. I've seen it done, and it's always bothered me, where people will get up in funerals for people who have never served the Lord, never loved God, would get up, and their preachers would say, Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, he lead me, he lays me down by green pastures, but I'm here to tell you today that not everybody can call him their shepherd. Not everybody can say that he is their refuge. Hey, there will come a day, believe it or not, where the kingdoms of religion will fall to the ground and false prophets will be thrown into the sea and people, they have exclaimed this week, God, they are they're gonna find out just how powerful and stronger he is than they ever preached was, but it's not going to be so in this church, because we believe in a powerful God, we believe in a mighty God, we believe in a chain-breaking God, we believe in a addicting-breaking God, we believe in a healing God, we believe in a mighty and powerful God that nothing is impossible for, we believe in a God that can take your issues and your problems and get rid of them, do you know who that God
God says, I am that I am. To understand the language of what he's saying, he was saying he is the present and he will continue to be. It never stops. God is saying, I am that I am and I will be what I will be. In other words, Moses, you can't exhaust me. So whenever you go and talk to Pharaoh and I bring you through that and you get the people and you come up to the Red Sea, I'm the same God that stood with you in the face of Moses and I'm the same God that stands at you before the Red Sea. And if I took you away from Moses, I can split the Red Sea because I am that I am. I don't think you're truly understanding what I'm saying here. I'm saying that no matter what your issue is, no matter what your problem is, no matter what your situation is, no matter the issue that whatever, I'm here to tell you that the same God that took you out of that trouble before is the same God that's going to take you out of the trouble that you face right now. It's the same God that took you out of that situation and healed your body. If he did it before, he can do it again because God said, I am that I am. Right now, you may not feel it, but God is in the midst of your pain. Right now, you may not understand it, but God's in the midst of your situation. Right now, you may not know it, you may not understand why, but I'm here to tell you today without a shadow of a doubt that God is with you. God is your refuge and he is your strength. God is powerful and mighty. And I'm telling you right now, if God was with him, Moses at, at the Pharaoh, and then he was God with him at the Red Sea, God would take him through the rivers of Myra in the bitter waters of Myra. God would take him and Joshua to the city of Jericho where the walls came crumbling down. It's the same God. It's the same God. You can't exhaust him. You can't deplete him. You can't tire him out because he is God Almighty. Somebody shout, God is. God is. <laughs> John the Revelator said this, God, he was, he is, and he is to come. Can you imagine that for a moment? God is, and God was, he was, and he is, and he is to come. I said it just a few moments ago. You can't wear him out. You can't tire him out. You can't deplete him. God is our refuge and our fortress and our strength. Now, real quick, I'm about to get real scholarly on you people. Are you ready? Are you awake? What does this verse mean in the Hebrew? God is our refuge and our strength. You're welcome. That's simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There is no special Hebrew word. It means what it means. God is our refuge and our strength. He's a place that you can hide. He'll be a strength to you when you are when you. He'll be a covering to you. Church, listen. I'm not saying this to sound arrogant today, but there is something that the world does not know that we know. When you've got a refuge like we've got, He hides we us under His pavilion. And when my heart is overwhelmed, He leads me to 
to a rock that is higher than I am. I'm glad to know that I, he is my refuge. He is a place that I can hide. He's a place when the troubles of this world come, I can run to and he's my strong tower and he's my safety and he's my refuge and it's in his name. I wonder if somebody can lift up. I don't know what's going on, but I'm telling you right now, lift up your hands and I'm about to break this strongholds off of you. I'm about to say, in the name of Jesus, I declare everybody's ears to be open, everybody's eyes to see what I'm trying to tell them. That they have no reason to worry. They have no reason to fret. They've got no reason. I will not fear or be afraid. I've got a God and a rock and a salvation and a promise and a Savior. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus, you are our rock and our fortress. I'm about to get real awkward on you. What if I never preached another word? Was that word enough for you uh, to make it through the rest of the word, the word, the week? Uh, was that word enough for you? Uh, I've got more to say, but right now I need Jesus to begin to flow from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet. Uh, I want you to know that God is our refuge uh, and our strength. Hey, that's enough word for me uh, to get by the rest of the week. Uh, when the storms come a trouble in, uh, when the problems come this week, uh, when the money problems come in, uh, when the doctor, when the government starts to tell you to do this uh, and do that, uh, I don't care what happens to this world. Uh, God is my refuge uh, and my strength. God is my refuge uh, and my strength. God is my God is our refuge and God is our strength. The Bible says a very present help. <laughs> Not just in times of trouble. I've said that verse wrong for so long. I blame a song I heard one time. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the times of trouble. That's not what the verse says. The verse says this, a very present help in trouble. It's kind of interesting because let's be honest. How much more present can you be than very present? It's kind of interesting. I, I don't know about you, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the English. Because English terminology, we would just say, I'm present. I'm here. It's kind of like when the scripture says, you are more than conquerors. I mean, it's either you win or you lose, right? 
How can you be more than a conqueror when you're already a conqueror? It's kind of like this. Does anybody, I know some of you in school, and I don't know if they still do attendance like they used to. I don't know how they do it anymore. It's been some years since I've been in school. But I remember when they would say, the teacher would get up in the morning and say, Joel. And you would say, present. Right? Right, right. Amen. Jacob. Here. Here. Present. Jada. Present. <laughs> CJ, very present. All right. You're a little bit of an overachiever. How can you be more very present? It can be hard to understand in the English, but now I will get in the Hebrew. The Hebrew would say something to this idea that he is abundantly available help. Ah. So let's break this down. God is my refuge and strength. My abundantly available help. He will never be just enough help for me to barely get by by the skin of my teeth. But he is abundantly available in trouble. You serve a God that is abundantly available. He is abundantly powerful. He is abundantly available. There's nothing he cannot do. There's no stronghold. There's no impossibility. There is no sickness. There is no addiction that my God cannot take care of. Abundantly available. Uh, sometimes we should just walk around our situations and our problems and remind ourselves that He is abundantly available in trouble. In trouble, He's bigger than this. This is what it means. God, you're bigger than this. God, you're better than this. God, you're greater than this. God, you're more powerful than this. I'm here to tell you that with everything going on in this world, with everything we see with COVID-19, we need to remind ourselves that God is greater. In times like this, we are telling God how big our mountains are. But now we need to go ahead and tell our mountains just how big our God is. Is God not big enough for your mountain? Is God not big enough for your stronghold? Is God not big enough for your problem? I'm going to tell my issues and my problems. My God is bigger than you. My God is stronger than you. My God. I want to know if somebody believes this, if you could shout yes. No, I wonder if I've got some believers in this house that you've been struggling, you've been in pain, you've had issues, you've had strongholds, you've had situations in your life. I wonder if you could just shout yes with me. Yes! My God is bigger. My God is stronger. My God is more powerful. Hey, did you feel that? There was like a shift when somebody starts to preach with the preacher. There's like a shift that happens in the spirit and he begins to move. If we had time today, 
I would go into the gods of this world that have been that have tried to compare themselves with the matchless power and authority of our great God. And I'm here to tell you that that's really a whole other sermon for another day. But if you begin to break down every trace of idolatries of religions globally around the world, uh, you're, it's like one of them uh, is looking for power in nature. One of them is looking for power and peace in that inward peace of Buddhism. But listen, while they are looking for peace, we have already found abundantly available peace. What do you mean, Brother CJ? The Bible says that he gives peace that passes all understanding. It's abundantly available. It's peace that we'll never understand because they are looking for a byproduct of what we have found the source of. Amen. I don't know if you understood what I just said. The world is looking for peace and they found a byproduct of what we already found the source of. They're trying to find peace, but I'll just take the Holy Ghost and take the peace that comes with it. Anybody else find peace in their situation when they got the Holy Ghost? Anybody else find comfort when you got the Holy Ghost? Uh, anybody else feel like God is with you through every situation when you got the Holy Ghost? Where you didn't need to try the drugs anymore. You didn't need to drink the alcohol anymore. You didn't need the depression pills anymore because you got the Holy Ghost. Maybe this message is just for me, but man, I'm telling you what, this world has been trying to attack us. This world has been trying to take us. This world has been trying to harm us. This world, the devil's been trying to put every plot, everything in my way. But I'm here to tell you today that God is my refuge and my strength. Uh, abundantly available help in my trouble. I can't live without you, Jesus. I can't walk without you, Jesus. And I know that there's peace when everybody else is freaking out, when everybody else don't know what's going on. I know what's going on. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. Truly, we've lost count of how many thousands of Hindu gods there are. I don't know if they've added to their list over the last hundred years or so, but every time they need something else, they've got to find another name. But let me tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I know of only one name that is powerful enough that when I need refuge and strength, all I've got to do is call upon the name of Jesus. I'm glad to know that when I'm driving down the road and there might be an accident in front of me and I've got my family in the car with me or I'm having some problem, I'm glad to know that I don't have to think of some other God's name. I don't have to think of the God of the flowers or the God of the troubles or the God of the cars or the God of the clothes or the God of the sky or the God's name of the moon. I just gotta know my God's name and it's Jesus. 
Psalms is beautiful, but the psalmist begins to immediately speak of things that were created by God, but they are the largest things to the created of God. He said, though the earth be removed, the earth is what we live on. The earth is where we have our being. The earth is everything that we know. When we wake up in the morning and we look out, we see the earth and the fullness thereof. When you fly on a plane, you begin to see the earth and it's how just how huge it is and how big it is and how it's so much of our lives. Hear me. We don't live on the moon. We don't know what it's like to live on anywhere else but the earth. The earth is all we got. And the psalmist starts with the biggest thing that he could imagine. He doesn't just say that 
maybe Jerusalem be torn down because that's all I know and I won't be afraid. But he makes a statement that encompasses everything that we see from day to day. We don't have to be afraid, he said, if the earth is removed. Now, this may seem crazy, but I read this and I started to think about the earth being removed. I can only think of one time in scripture that kind of sort of speaks of the earth disappearing. And that is after the church has been raptured. And the second coming of the Messiah has happened. And the earth shall be turned into fire. What does that mean? When the earth will be removed, I won't be here anyway. Because whether or not it's removed physically or this whole earth, this whole place burns up with fire or I'm just taken out of here. I've got no, I don't need to see it. I've got nothing to be afraid of. Why? Because I made it to the glory shores of heaven. I don't got nothing to be afraid of because now I'm walking the streets of gold. I don't got nothing to worry about if the earth be removed because right now I'm walking on heaven's glory. I'm walking on the road. I'm walking towards Jesus. So he breaks it down. He says, though the earth be removed, the biggest thing we know of, it's next to the biggest thing we know of. That though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. These are the two most recognizable features of the earth. Uh, the mountains and the sea. He said though the earth be removed uh, and the mountains uh, uh, be carried into the sea. Uh, I will not fear. Every one of these things are bigger than you and I. Every one of these things we did not create them. Or we don't control them. Uh, you understand me when I tell you today. It does not freak me out uh, to read about all the situations uh, and to think about the end time church. We are talking about a little, we were being Sister Jada and Sister Chas on Friday night. We were talking about it. When the, when the mark of the beast comes, not being able to buy or sell, Christians being killed for standing up against the system, earthquakes in diverse places, there will be pestilence, that sickness and disease. What are we going to do? Same thing the psalmist has said that we should do. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to be scared. Even if that mountain that we see every day, Mount Graham seems to be moving and it goes into the midst of the sea. Even if the earthquakes begin to happen in Safford, Arizona, to where it shakes up our entire city. I'm telling you right now, I will not fear. I will not be afraid. Though the earth be shaken and it may be removed, I will not fear or be afraid. Though the things are happening in my life, do I got a witness that he will stand up and say, I will not be afraid when they come after me for preaching this gospel. I read this scene not too long ago. They're right after our wonderful President Joe Biden got rid of all the, the, the troops in Afghanistan. I read this thing where it said that this underground church, an apostolic church, no doubt, this out, out, uh, underground church 
They, they said that they got on the phone with somebody that they knew in the States. And they said, look, they've all left us. We've, we're, all, we're all worried about what's going to happen. But I'm here to tell you, they begin to say to the people on the phone, we can feel your prayers. We can feel them coming down because all of a sudden, a boldness came over us. And even our children were saying, Mom, Dad, when they come after us, we will not denounce who Jesus is. And on that same very phone call, the, they began to say we need to pray because on that phone call they heard the door bust down and they began to hear screams and cries as they were being shot in that building and they became martyrs in Afghanistan. But I'm here to tell you that even the children were crying out, my God is my refuge and my strength. Though they're coming to kill me, though they're coming after me, though they're coming for me, I will not denounce Jesus. I will not be afraid. Though they take me out, I will still serve the Lord. I will still...
let the Lord work on us right now. I believe the Lord's working right now. I believe the Lord's working right now. I don't got much words that I can say that can beat this right now. Come on, somebody just begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Somebody just begin to say the name Jesus. I'm telling you, the world's going to start coming after us. And we've got to be bold as lions. We've got to be not afraid, though the earth be removed. Though the mountains be cast into the sea, I will not be afraid. Because God is stronger. My God is bigger. My God is better. My God is more powerful. And if I go down, though the earth be removed, I'll be on the shores of heaven. You know what? I'm going to open up these altars right now. Go ahead. Everybody in this place should be making their way to this altar right now. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care if you don't have a need or a problem. I don't care if you feel like you don't feel God. He's here. He's here. He's here. And he's wanting to help you right now. He's wanting to help you. He's wanting to help you. Oh, God is. Come on, pray. What are you going to do when they come after your children? What are you going to do when they tell you you got to lose your job? What are you going to do when you don't got the money in the bank? What do you do when they come in to see yours and they say you can't worship anymore? You can't pray anymore? You can't do that no more? Oh, God is my refuge and my strength. Come on, yes. Brother Michael was talking about revival. This is your chance. This is your moment. This is your chance to say, God, I will serve you more abundantly. Oh, Jesus.